When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, fanatical elves. This is... The Village Elliot, and you're listening to, or perhaps watching, The Oracle Speaks, where I tell you about the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns. And today's show is going to be about the present of the Cleveland Browns and the past, some of the past Cleveland Browns that are still playing in the NFL. And I'll bet you'll be surprised to learn that former Cleveland Browns quarterbacks have thrown for many more yards than our current group of quarterbacks. It's well known that the Browns started five quarterbacks this season, but there are actually seven quarterbacks that saw action in the NFL this year. And believe it or not, that group of seven have thrown for Uh, 9,900 yards, and if you include their rushing yards, they have accounted for over 10,000 yards of total offense. That's crazy. I mean, that's really crazy. I can scarcely believe it that former Cleveland Browns quarterbacks, you know, these guys that supposedly are so terrible have actually accounted for over 10,000 yards. But it's true. And in fact, I've got some graphics that will prove that. And I'm going to put them up uh, for those of you who have visual. Not everybody does. For a lot of you, it's uh, an audio podcast. But many have YouTube or something like that. And so for you guys, I'm going to share my screen. And uh, I've got a little PowerPoint action going on here. And, okay, from the beginning. All right, so former Cleveland Browns quarterbacks have been busy. On the left hand, those of you who have visual can see what we've done this year with our five guys, Joe Flacco, with... um, I've kept it very simple, just the passing yards, the passer rating, and then a little column for rushing yards. Joe Flacco, by the way, has only rushed for two yards. Uh, He's had some negative gains, and then uh, he's had a few more uh, positive yards, but altogether it's averaged out to just two. He's thrown for 1,616 yards. 
passer rating isn't really that fantastic. It's 90.2. He's been held back because he's thrown a few interceptions that maybe um, we'd rather not have seen. But, yeah, he's thrown some INTs. Uh, he's been uh, more highly rated than Deshaun Watson. Uh, Watson's uh, passed for 1,115 yards, and his passer rating is 84.3. His one loss record, though, is pretty good at 5-1. and one. And he's contributed 142 yards on the ground. Now, for those of you who think that, oh, well, I'd rather see Flacco be the starting quarterback next year, that's not going to happen. Flacco is too old to be the starting quarterback in a 17-game season, number one. And number two, Deshaun Watson is locked in for $200 million in the next uh, three years, and we're not throwing that away. Hello, the Browns are not throwing away $200 million in the next three seasons. That cannot happen. Okay, now in addition, P.J. Walker uh, was uh, in for a couple or three games, and uh, he threw for 674 yards, pass rating 52.2, which is not good, and uh, a few yards rushing. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 440 yards, pass rating 51.2, so, you know, a little you know, about the same as PJ, although I think really he accumulated some very bad statistics in his first start against Baltimore, which we all agree was not a very good test because we thought that Watson was going to go. And then at the last minute, they changed their mind. And Watson was not able to go. Um, DTR went in without really preparing as the starter, executing the the uh, game plan, which had been prepared for Watson, and it was a disaster, as you might expect, against a very good Baltimore defense. They've proven themselves to be much better than I thought they would be, despite having lost some uh, premier defensive players in the secondary. They've been one of the top defenses all year long, and uh, they really uh, feasted on DTR. So, so much for that idea. And then also they signed Jeff Driscoll, and with one week of preparation, he went up against Cincinnati and didn't really do very well through two interceptions, didn't get very many yards, and his passer rating is 30.8. Uh, did rush for 33. Okay, he's a fast guy. I told you about that. He's really an amazing athlete, but he didn't have enough time with the playbook. I'd like to see him be brought back for summer camp next season if for no other reason you need to have some extra arms in camp just to have practice on a daily basis with all the people that you need to look at so anyway um there you go the browns pass for over four thousand yards which is pretty good four thousand and eleven and then if you include the extra rushing yards the total of rush plus pass is 4283 so okay let's go back remember that the Browns total as a team, 4,011 passing yards. But on the right, we find out that Baker Mayfield for Tampa Bay actually exceeded that number by himself. He threw for 4,044 passing yards and a passer rating of 94.6. That's higher than any of the Browns' five quarterbacks. How about that? He also rushed for 163 yards on the ground. That's higher than any of the Browns' five quarterbacks. So, mm, Baker, 
Well, you know, there's no requirement that says just because Baker was uh, let go that we have to stop liking Baker Mayfield. I still love Baker Mayfield. I think he's really great talent. I understand why he was let go. There were some uh, sort of irreconcilable differences with the coach that uh, they just were not getting along. And uh, the uh, conflict with Odell Beckham Jr. was just very unfortunate. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that uh, Baker was butting heads with OBJ and uh, doing so in a way that uh, neither guy would back down, and it just really created a rift in the locker room, and they just really couldn't deal with it. So that's why Baker uh, was let go, even though he was an NFL talent and proved that by leading his team, Tampa Bay, to the playoffs, even though they were not expected to be a playoff team. Joshua Dobbs was our number three quarterback this season. We decided we'd rather have a number six draft pick. Um, he wound up playing for Arizona and then later Minnesota and did a pretty good job. Not a fantastic job, but pretty good. Passed for 24, 64 yards. Uh, that, too, is higher than any of the Browns' five quarterbacks. His passer rating was 79.5, which is not great. Uh He's lower than either Joe Flacco or Deshaun Watson. and But he also rushed for 421 yards, which is kind of the difference maker. So overall, he was pretty good. I'd say Josh had a season that was comparable to Joe Flacco's, except that he did not have uh, a team as good as the Cleveland Browns behind him. And he had a you know, uh, losing uh, season, losing campaign. Terod Taylor, you remember Terod from uh, the 2018 team where he he didn't win a game, but he broke the Browns' losing streak. He had a tie against the, um, I guess it was against the Pittsburgh Steelers in game one. He threw for 1,341 yards as a backup quarterback for the Giants. Pass rating 89.1, that's pretty good, almost as high as Flacco. Ran for 197 yards. That's better than anybody that the Browns had. So uh, Terod Taylor, very credible backup quarterback. I don't believe that he's starting material at this stage in his career. But, yeah, I'll take him. If he's available as a backup and wants to come to Cleveland, I'll take him. Why not? Nick Mullins, who was our third-string quarterback a couple years ago, also played on the same team as Joshua Dobbs in Minnesota. 1,306 yards. Pass rating 88.4. That's um, between Watson and Flacco in terms of his passer rating. Okay, very good. Um, his He threw for a lot of yards also, but threw some interceptions that were uh, instrumental in, in uh, losing some games. We'll put it that way. Case Keenum was our number two guy behind Baker Mayfield. And... Um, he did not have a really good year. He threw for some decent yardage, but also got picked off. And his uh, passer rating, 61.1. His passing yardage, 291. Brian Hoyer, the fossilized Mr. Hoyer, still out there. He was pitching for the, uh, I was going to say Oakland. It's hard to say the Las Vegas Raiders. Still the Raiders? I guess they are. And, uh, you know, the uh, assistant coach, of course, was the 
uh, Patriots uh, longtime offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. And so he liked Case Keenum from his days in uh, New England and was rewarded with 291 yards and a very low pass rating, 61.1. Or excuse me, I got, I'm reading the wrong line. 231 yards and 50.8. That's pretty bad. His rushing yardage total was only minus three. He went backward instead of forward. Jacoby Brissett sat on the bench all year, got to start one game, threw for 224 yards, and I think he had four touchdowns. His passer rating was an unbelievably high, 146.8. That's the Jacoby we saw in Cleveland. Uh, contributed 19 rushing yards just for fun. And all told, that came up to, for that group of uh, seven quarterbacks, 90, or 9,901 yards passing, 823 rushing yards. The total was 10,725 yards. That's kind of unbelievable. It makes me wonder whether, well, in fact, I'm not even wondering. I'm sure that the Browns overpaid for Deshaun Watson. They felt that they had to do it. They had to have a franchise quarterback. And uh, I don't really believe that that uh, you need to overpay for quarterbacks. You can find somebody who can execute the offense, somebody like, oh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, who could be good enough to win for your team. And you can spend the money. If you, had to, if you had to spend $230 million, why don't you spend it all on defense and shut the other team out, and then you only need to score one touchdown. I think that's fine. Spend it on defense. Buy it. Three defensive ends, and I'll be happy. Um, a lot of people compared this to the 2016 campaign in which we had six quarterbacks. Now, some people remember, I, I've heard a few people, fans, say that didn't we start six quarterbacks one year? And the answer is no, we didn't. We only started three of the six. Um, Cody Kessler started eight games, and he was actually pretty good, even though he was a rookie and I think it was a third-round draft pick. Um, and you should not do that to a rookie. You shouldn't, you know, throw him out there with a lousy team. Um, but the Browns did that. That's, you know, they believe at that time that that rookie quarterbacks are just fine, and that's when they peak as the, in their rookie year. You never wait for them to mature, uh, never give them the benefit of sitting on the bench for the first year. So anyway, he had eight uh, starts, and of course, everybody was getting injured because the Browns did not have an offensive line that season. They decided to let Mitchell Schwartz uh, at uh, right tackle just walk. We don't need right tackle. Screw that. And Robert Griffin III was brought in as the veteran. They decided that he was washed up. He could still play quarterback. Mind, he was not a all-pro at that point in his career, but uh, he could play quarterback. He started five games and got beat up. I think he was um, had a broken collarbone or something of that order. Same with Josh McCown. I think he was knocked out of the game at least twice. And um, both of those guys had pass ratings about 72. And um, Kevin, okay, so that's uh, five starts for Griffin, three for McCown, eight plus five plus three is 16. That accounts for all 16 games. Uh, nobody else started a game that season. Kevin Hogan was another guy that the Browns got on waivers. Um, that uh, that was a uh, 
guy that uh, John Dorsey drafted in Kansas City, and then they couldn't find a roster spot for him. Uh, he was not very good. He had a passer rating of only 31.6, which is awful. It means he threw a lot of interceptions. He's an exciting player, but, yeah, he put the ball up for grabs a little bit too often. Charlie Whitehurst, a.k.a. Clipboard Jesus, because of his long hair, um, played and also got injured, threw for 182 yards, passer rating of 78.8, which is not great, but it's acceptable. Terrell Pryor was a, a wide receiver, very good wide receiver. I think this was the season that he got 1,000 yards, but um, he had to play quarterback. He was a quarterback at Ohio State, and uh, everybody else got injured that game because they weren't blocking anybody. And so he went in and handed the ball off and threw a couple passes and completed a few for 41 yards, and his passer rating was 67.4. So that team had 3,693 passing yards, not very good, but they had six quarterbacks, and everybody lost time uh, due to injuries because of very bad blocking on the offensive line. This is how not to have uh, young quarterbacks brought up in the NFL, get them injured, beat up, running for their lives. And you can't learn to play quarterback that way, fans. It's just really stupid. And those who believe, and I'm just putting this in the bottom, if there's anybody that actually believes that the rest of that 2016 team was good enough to go to the Super Bowl and all they were missing was a quarterback, you need to get your head examined. This was a bad team. Quarterback was not the only problem. And I think that there were quarterbacks that could play football on this team. In particular, I think Josh McCown was good enough to be a starting quarterback. And so was Robert Griffin III. I don't think that they were necessarily outstanding at this point in their careers, but they could play quarterback and they could have won some games had there been a team around them but there was not a team around them. So I, I just don't believe that they were as terrible as people think. They were not terrible quarterbacks. They were good quarterbacks on a terrible team, uh, and you could not uh, see how good they actually were. All right, speaking of Baker Mayfield, I want to take some time for a public service announcement. When they were in Cleveland, they started the Baker and Emily Mayfield Foundation, and this is from their website, Quote, we provide programs, scholarships, and philanthropic opportunities to help others tackle life's challenges in order to be the best version of themselves. And I believe that Baker Mayfield knows what it means to be a number one quarterback. And he loves that role. And, you know, they love going to hospitals and visiting people. And you have no idea how inspirational NFL football players and particularly quarterbacks can be they can change the lives of these kids. It's for real. So hats off to you, Baker, and hats off to you, Emily. You, you know what it's about. And uh, recently, this is just uh, from uh, past uh, New Year's, and thank you to uh, Brianna's Blitz for posting this on, I believe, Instagram. Uh, they hosted a passing the joy event for Boys and Girls Club of uh, Tampa. And uh, 
uh, they just absolutely loved it. And, and uh, they basically hosted a shopping spree for uh, uh, kids. I guess they were uh, disadvantaged. I don't really know the complete story. Uh, but Baker said that they were very surprised when they did this type of thing, that the kids typically did not shop for themselves, uh, but they shop for the rest of the family. Hmm. Kind of makes you think, doesn't it? Okay, we'll pause at this point uh, for uh, commercial announcements from our sponsors. We're grateful to all of you for letting us do what we love to do and for all the fan support that we've been getting. And I'll take five uh, seconds of real time here, and many of the uh, platforms will be supplied with commercials by our leader and very grateful to uh, Johnny Cleveland for uh, all the organizational activities that he has to keep our shows going. And we're back. Thank you, Johnny Cleveland. Thank you, Baker and Emily. And by the way, if I didn't uh, thank Free Sound Music for providing the music for our show, thank you to them. Uh, all right. I wanted to talk also about the 2013 team. The Browns had a pretty good year this year. And this is the same graphic that I had before on the left for those who have visual uh, showing that the Browns passed for 4,011 yards. That's the, really the main thing. The rushing yards aren't really that significant. But, um, uh, you know, Flacco, Watson, PJ, DTR, and Je even Jeff Driscoll all made valuable contributions to get the Browns over 4,000 yards. Of course, it's in a 17-game season, so that's kind of like cheating a little bit. But still, it was a very respectable yardage total for the passing game, especially given that there were all these injuries on the offensive line. You know, they lost a uh, all-pro tackle in uh, Jack Conklin, and then they lost uh, their guy at uh, left tackle, two guys really at left tackle, and so they were down to their third string. And um, I, I think that that really that they may have had injuries at left tackle. Uh, and, uh, you know, continue to play through it. You know, we've, we've been uh, wondering, you know, gee, what's going on? Why is this guy not performing up to his level that he played at two years ago? And I think, you know, he might have been having some problems um, before he went down. And, you know, and I'm talking about uh, Jedrick Wills, that uh, he, you know, he never complained and they don't really like to broadcast how, uh, you know, what exactly their physical condition is. But there's nobody that's actually ever really healthy on either the offensive or defensive line. They're all banged up to a certain extent. And I just think that his mobility might have suffered this year and that if he gets healed up, he might play at a much different level next year. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. But anyway, I'm not I'm not ready to uh, um, 
get completely down on Jedrick, although I, you know, I'll agree with his critics that he didn't play well uh, for the Browns this season, but I think that there might have been reasons why he appeared not to have that lateral mobility that he showed earlier in his career. All right, so let's look at the 2013 team. This is actually the record holder for passing yards in Cleveland Browns history. It's not Brian Sipe. It's not Bernie Kosar. It's not, you know, from that generation of uh, players. It's not even Otto Graham. Of course, Otto played in a 12-game season. Otherwise, he probably would have had the records. But it's the 2013 season. We had Norv Turner, who's well-known as a Hall of Fame. I think he's in the Hall of – well, maybe not. But as an offensive coordinator, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, with uh, Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and all those guys, Larry Allen, uh, Moose Johnson, and uh, Michael Irwin. They just had a tremendous amount of talent on those Cowboys teams. And a lot of it has to do with the offensive coordinator uh, bringing it out. But anyway, he was the offensive coordinator for one season. And, um, you know, this group of players did pretty good. That was the year that Josh Gordon was unstoppable and had like 1,700 yards through the air. Jason Campbell supplied a lot of those passes. Uh, he came in for Brandon Whedon, who was actually the quarterback that started the season. And he just, you know, Brandon just really didn't, quite get it going and I think the reason was you know people complained that he was too old when they drafted him and that's exactly right you can't take four years off to play baseball and expect to pick up your development as a pro football player at the quarterback position uh, you know things didn't develop in your brain um, like they need to in order to play quarterback it's kind of like learning a foreign language. If you don't learn it as a kid, you're always going to speak with an accent as an adult. You just don't quite get it uh, to work completely right. You, you, you just can't get it quite exactly right, even though you study very hard and you work as hard as you can. It's just not going to work out. And then Brian Hoyer came in for the last three games. I forget whether it was because Jason was injured or they just figured well, let's see what the kids got. You know, we've got to get ready for the, um, you know, the draft so we can draft Johnny Manziel or whatever the hell it was they were going to do. But uh, Hoyer did very well, won the uh, three games in a row um, and, and performed at a high level. But um, all told, they added up to a very acceptable passing game. So they fired Norv Turner after he set the record for passing yards. Um, but, you know, this is a case, uh, another case of when they had more than one quarterback, and yet they combined for a very uh, strong team performance, even though they didn't have one guy that you would consider a uh, franchise quarterback. Um I, I guess I would say, though, I think Jason Campbell was a lot better than people thought, but he played for Washington teams that were pretty bad, and then he played for uh, Raider teams. He actually had one winning season for the Raiders, and he looked pretty good. And then he got traded to Cleveland, 
and he just really didn't play with very many good teams. But I think he was a pretty good quarterback uh, and just never got the opportunity that he needed in order to show it. All right. So there you have it. Um, the amazing but true story at the Cleveland Browns have had a very good season with their quarterbacks, all five of them, and yet uh, they've also proven that the quarterbacks that they had in the past were not so bad. Quarterbacks that have been here and gone have gone on to very good seasons. I'm not completely thrilled with the idea that the Browns had to spend $230 million on one quarterback. This is not an attack on Deshaun Watson. It's not his fault. I fault the Browns' front office for making that decision. I'm glad uh, for Deshaun that he got a very big contract. I'm in favor of athletes getting all the money that they can get. And um, I, but I think that the Browns made a foolish decision to spend all that money on a quarterback. I, I think that they would have been much better off investing uh, less money at the quarterback position and investing more money on uh, defensive linemen and cornerbacks. That would have been what I would have done. Uh, nevertheless, the Browns will seek to go forward with Watson. Uh, they will not make Joe Flacco the starting quarterback next season. And if you look at the numbers, um, Joe Flacco has been very good, but he has not been, he's not put up like Peyton Manning numbers or anything like that. He's been good. And uh, the Browns can win with him. The Browns could also win with some of their other quarterbacks if they are called upon. Uh, I believe that they'll be up to the challenge and they'll be competitive with the other teams. Right now, the game that they need to get ready for is in Houston, Texas. I think that's going to be a tough nut to, to crack. We'll talk more about that in the upcoming week on many of our uh, shows in the Fanatical Elves Network. So take care, everybody, and go Browns.